Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family, love, and relationships. I'm your host for this podcast, Adina Oberman, a mom, former preschool teacher, picture book lover, and member of the Familius marketing team. We welcome today's guest, Olivia Bruno. Olivia is the head of children's services at her local library, which includes supervision of children's programming, children's librarians, the reader's advisory program, and so much more. We're fortunate to have Olivia joining us today because February is Library Lovers Month, and she's the perfect person to help us celebrate. This episode aligns with the familiar habits, learn together, and read together. You can learn more about the familiar 10 Habits of Happy Families by going to the Habit Hub blog on Familias.com. Welcome, Olivia. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Yes. from Everyone at Familias loves books. I love books. I'm a huge fan of the library, so I'm really excited to talk to you. So I would love to know what led you to your path to become a children's librarian. So this truly is the only job I've ever wanted to have. I love reading. I have always loved reading. My family moved when I was about eight years old. And fortunately for me, we were two blocks from our local library. So I was there every single day, often multiple times a day. Uh, that They had a program where you could start volunteering when you turned 12. So I did that. And then you could become an employee there at age 16. So I did that. And then I just never left. I have... I started as a circulation person and then I went to a new organization, became a children's librarian, and now I'm the head of the department, which is just absolute dream come true. I was going to say that sounds like absolute heaven. <laughs> <laughs> at Familius, we talk about our goals as a company, but also our personal goals. And when I first started with Familius, I learned that many people I work with had the same dream that I had, which was to have like a home library. Similar yes. to Belle from Beauty and the Beast that you could just with the ladder. Mm-hmm. With the ladder you can swing around on. So <laughs> I feel like you're you're like very close to that that there. dream that I have. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about advice from your experience and how you think families can best utilize the programming and the resources that their local library has to offer? Because usually local libraries offer so much and people don't even realize. This is very true. I feel like that's a field-wide program issue to just get people aware of all of the amazing things that we offer, all the great things that we do. I think the best way is to simply go visit your local library, see what they have to offer. Most have fabulous, I know, My goodness, my colleague, Kristen, she's an extraordinaire. She makes these fabulous, stunning calendars every single month. It has every single event that we do. Each of our branches, the ages, a brief description of what it entails. We have it all online. We have fab... My other colleague, Laura, oversees our social media presence. She puts out these beautiful, stunning graphics every day that have book recommendations that have, hey, did you know you can print for free for if you have homework that you need to finish at your library and all of our great events and programs. So I think definitely start by going. And the other thing is, if you're there, it's great. They don't have something that you want is to definitely ask. I, every time a 
patron or somebody visiting the library is like, I hate to bother you. This might be a silly question. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm so jazzed that you're here. Please tell me everything, all of your hopes and dreams and how I can help you fulfill them. That most people that work at libraries, that is, they want to be there. They want to help you. They want to put things in your hands that will make your life easier, that will enrich it, that will make you love reading again, all of those great and wonderful things. Okay, so that's excellent advice that it may seem seem obvious, but I think with families, when you're so busy with kids and you're, yes. you know, you're tired, maybe you're sleep deprived, mm-hmm. just to go, just to yeah. go and also let the library staff and the librarians know what you're looking yeah. for and, and to be afraid of what you need. Um, Absolutely. I love that. Okay, so let's take an example. So someone, maybe they moved to a new town or they just haven't yeah. gotten to the library yet, but they're walking into the library for the first time. Maybe they have a child or their children. And sometimes people can sort of not know where to begin. Yes. So do you have advice for families who are kind of like, oh boy, where do I start? That's a fabulous question. If we're doing, <laughs> sorry to contextualize this completely. No, if you just please. happen to be like wandering into the library, I would say definitely, you know, find a staff member. If you know you're looking for board books, I guarantee that library has a fabulous, more than likely has a wonderful special section for the tiny ones that really want to rip that book apart. hundred percent. Like, I don't want to keep reiterating, talk to the library employees, but that truly (laughs) is what we're there for. We, we want to help. We want to direct you and answer your questions and help you find all of the things that you want to find. I know a lot of what my organization, for example, if you want to get a library card, we have a whole helpful information sheet on our website that says, hey, bring proof of address, bring an ID, and you're, we'll make you your card. And it has all the rules and stuff about what checkout limits, those types of things. So if you're able to do a quick Google search, you know, look up your organization online beforehand, that will give you a really good idea of what to be looking for, maybe what you need if we have lots of you know families that will come in and Perhaps they just moved and they don't have the, their license isn't updated yet, or they didn't bring an electricity bill with them. And there's a, they have a tiny one that's found that really awesome book and they're desperate to take it home with them today. And it's always heartbreaking when, you know, we can't make the card yet. So if you're able to, I understand this is not possible for everybody all the time, believe me, but if you're able to, sometimes that could make the process a little bit easier as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I think just sort of knowing in advance what you need. Do you have, I know every library is different and every library offers mm-hmm. different programs and services, right. but is there are there specific things that you feel are sort of underutilized resources at the library that you feel like people either don't know about or they don't really use? Most definitely. I think one of our brand new, so it's, we've had it for a little over a year now that I feel like is just starting to gain traction. And a lot of it's through word of mouth is we have a museum pass program and a ton of libraries offer this now, which is fabulous and wonderful. And if your library has this, please take advantage of it. If it doesn't, please ask about it. There's software designed specifically to create it and maintain it and you know offer it. But it's exactly what it sounds like. You can check out a pass to a local museum or history center and... 99% of the time, it's completely free. We have, I live in New Jersey. We have a lot of things up in the Philadelphia area, North Jersey, Central Jersey. You know, you can make a whole day trip out of it, save a ton of money. It's educational. It's 
I can't sing its praises enough. It's a fabulous program. Otherwise, I think a lot of organizations, like I mentioned this earlier, do like free homework printing for for school. I'm <laughs> I'm a millennial. I don't have a printer. I mean, ever. I either go to my parents or <laughs> do it at work. So it can be <laughs> it can be challenging. Like, oh wait, I need to print out this book report. I need to do this thing. And a lot of libraries have services that will allow it to be free for kids, free up to a point, which is helps everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, I'm in Connecticut and I use my mm-hmm. local library mm-hmm. every single week. Yeah. And I too forget about the free museum passes or just yeah. museum passes. And I, and I, I feel like I'm really good at reminding other people like, oh, you can get a free pass. And then I forget for myself. Another one that I always recommend to people that I think a lot of people don't know is that mm-hmm. many libraries participate in an interlibrary loan system where you, even if your home library where let's say you got your card or the one that's mm-hmm. closest to you does not have a particular book, you right. can have a librarian help you find out if other libraries in the library system have mm-hmm. copies of that book that will that you can then borrow. Absolutely. Some, yeah, some, I love interlibrary loan online. Sometimes I'm mm-hmm. in my pajamas at home at night going, right. oh, I wonder if I could get another book about right. whatever for my kids. <laughs> and, Absolutely. and I feel like it's like this huge catalog where it's like, yes. it just opens up the world of, yeah. of books. And I mean, my local library has an incredible, incredible oh, sure. selection, but mm-hmm. there's always a subject or a title that you, maybe you heard about and your local library doesn't have it. I know I've seen some fantastic titles on your Instagram. So <laughs> maybe you'll tell us a little bit about your your work sharing books on social media. Absolutely. That is truly just a passion project for me. So I order the picture books for my library system. And this is going to sound so horrifically corny, but it's so true. I think picture books are just the purest, most wonderful form of art that exists. I think everyone of every single age should pick up a picture book every now and again and enjoy it. I started that during the tail end of the pandemic lockdown. I we weren't yet letting people back into the library. It was we were doing curbside like a lot of organizations were and there were all these amazing books coming in or that had been around for a while that I just wanted more people to know about and that was that was really the driving force behind. And I also do have a ridiculous amount of fun taking the little pictures of them and stuff too, and posing them and and then sharing them online. I, it really just brings me more joy than, than I can articulate. And that definitely shows in your content. You can see how much, how much thinking and planning is involved in all of the photos that you take. And it's clear that the books that you pick out are very carefully chosen. I noticed that at least recently you have a lot of not really interesting, fun nonfiction titles that are, that are fantastic. So if you haven't already, you should check out Olivia's Instagram. Can you share your handle? Yes, it is at Olivia, the librarian. Oh, no spaces, no underscores (laughs) at Olivia, the librarian. Okay. And I have to ask, do you have any favorite picture books that stand out to you. They could be new. They could be mm-hmm. classic favorites. What are some of your favorites to recommend to families when they come in? So I think my favorite picture book ever that is one of the reasons I wanted to become a librarian and surround myself with books 
is uh, Chrysanthemum by Kevin Henkes. That is just, I love him. I love that. I love all of his books, but that would to me, I loved how supportive her parents were in that book. And I loved that her dad always had the little how-to manuals. <laughs> he was helping in the best way he knew how. And that the teacher was such a supportive figure in her life and advocated for her so much. And I, I was so touched by that. And I feel like that was like, I wanted to be able to do that one day for someone. And so yes, that chrysanthemum will always be my forever favorite. Recently, um, <laughs> uh, Strictly No Elephants by Lisa Manchev. I cry every time I read it. I've learned I cannot read that in story time. It is so moving. It's such an incredible testament to kindness and inclusivity in such a accessible way, I feel like for readers of all ages. I did it as a book club for first and second graders. And that was one of our, our big favorites. And then the last one is Anything by Tom Percival. He has the Big Bright Feelings series, Perfectly Norman, Ruby Finds a Worry, Nisha Makes Friends. Every single one of them touches on a different aspect of social emotional health and development. And he includes these really, really thoughtful author's notes, usually at the end, that connect to his experience with the text. And everyone should read them. They're just fabulous. I totally agree. I think those are excellent books for for anyone to check out, especially parents and educators. I think any titles like those that help Mm -hmm. make social emotional learning more tangible for kids is so important because at this age, they, this age, you know, early childhood, it's, there's the abstract thinking ability is, is really not there and feelings. And yeah, and feelings are so non tangible. And sometimes when they're so young, they can't, they don't understand that they're not the only ones feeling that way. Um, So I love those book recommendations. Do you have, this is kind of a niche question, but do you have any favorite books Mm -hmm. that are about books or about libraries? Because yes, I came across a really good one the other day, but I would love to hear. It was called, So You Want to Build a Library. Yes, by Lindsay Leslie. Yes, I love that book. I love it. Yeah, I love it. It's It's a a fantastic book, but on its own, but especially for people like me who are huge (laughs) book nerds and would love to just move into the library, but adding a Sunday bar, a slide, some dragons, um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that would just be the icing on the cake. So, so do you have any books about books that you love? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think my favorite, and I use this in story times, I've used it for class visits is the book hog by Greg Pizzoli. It's, that's another one that almost makes me cry every time. It's about this little pig that, you know, loved books the way they felt, the way they smelled, but he didn't know how to read. Until, and he hoarded these books until he went to a story time at the library and the librarian was like, hey, can I read one of these books that you've chosen? And, you know, then he loves books for so many more reasons. So that's, that's, that one's so touching. There's another one called Just Read. I forget the author. I'm so sorry, but it's, talks about all the wonderful, invaluable things that come out of just reading and just finding a story that you love and that speaks to you. So I'm I'm sure there's a million other ones. I know I have shared many on my Instagram, but the book hog will stand out forever, I think, as a book everyone should read. Absolutely. So the book hog, we have Tom Percival's series, and we also 
have Strictly No Elephants. I'm just a chrysanthemum. I'm trying to think of all the good titles that we went over because I know if it was me listening at home, I'd be going to my <laughs> library. I'm, I'm typing up here. Yeah, getting a catalog. <laughs> on my library website. Um, trying to reserve titles because I have to, have to listen. I have to find them. Let's see. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to share that you think parents should be doing that can help them and their families be happier? I'm going to do one library specific one really quickly. Sure. Come to library events. It is like do things together in a very, very general sense. But, you know, if you want to make the library part of that, come to our events, come to a story time. I start every single story time because that's the only event really where we all sit down in one place for a small period of time. I have very active high energy story times. But I always say, if your young one is not interested in what we're doing today, if you need to take a break, if you would like to try again next time, if this is just not for you right now, no explanation needed, please take a stroll. Here are the directions to the kid's room. The exit is that way. You're not going to hurt my feelings. It is okay if they don't want to sit down. It is okay if they're chatty. It is okay if their back is completely to me and it seems like they're not taking anything in. They absolutely are. The simple act of being together, being with other caregivers and children is so valuable to them and their development and also to the caregiver and child relationship that even if it doesn't look like it, it absolutely is. Otherwise, my I read a study it was done, I think, in the 90s, but it was about the impact of sharing a meal together. And it sounds so simple. It seems so obvious. But families that had, I think it was dinner together, but I would say breakfast and lunch would count as well. Families that dined together regularly had outscored on every single possible measurable metric. They had lower rates of you know, depression and anxiety, they stayed in closer contact as they grew older because the study went on for like a decade. They had lower rates of suicide, of pregnancy, of teen pregnancies, of all of these not desirable outcomes. The the measurement of eating together truly it was the catalyst of of this, it would seem. I think Time magazine published it. It was a really, really, really interesting study, but it the it was like the top thing for if you want to reconnect your family. Like, I forget, this doesn't sound very articulate, but it was in an article about, you know, reconnecting Absolutely. with your family. And it was that simple, you know, as Absolutely. a place to sleep. Yeah. And it's not always possible. There's sports, there's activities, there's a hundred percent. And sometimes you just need a break and you need to eat in silence and that's okay. Or by yes. yourself. But that was a thing that happiness was through the roof for these families that, you know, ate dinner together. Absolutely. So I'm really glad you said that because we have our 10 habits of happy families that we share in Familias. One of them is eat together. We take eating very seriously. Um, And and actually that entire um, concept of how eating together and and carving out that family time Mm -hmm. is so beneficial to families. That whole philosophy is actually Mm -hmm. one that readers can read about in one of our Mm -hmm. books that you should be able to find at your local library because it came out in 2019, so it's not new. But it's called The Family Eat, Laugh, Talk, The Family Dinner Playbook. And it's written by employees at Mass General Hospital who also are sharing results of their research and just talks about all the ways that, as you said, eating together 
can really be a game changer in terms mm-hmm. of all of the important aspects of family life. So I'm mm-hmm. so glad that you brought that yeah. up. I think it's perfect. Like just coming off of the holidays, people may be tired of eating together. And it's like a little reminder to be like, come on back, guys. We still, yeah, we still need to do this. Yeah, this is important. <laughs> all the right. times. Exactly. <laughs> so before we begin to wind down, I just want to make sure that our listeners can find you online. So can you share your social media again? And if you want to share your email or anything like that. Absolutely. So my Instagram is at Olivia the Librarian. And Olivia is O-L-I-V-I-A, the librarian. And yeah, if you want to chat more about books and libraries and all great things like that, my email is my full maiden name, which is O-L-I-V-I-A-G-O-R-E-C-K-E dot librarian at gmail.com. That's wonderful. I'm so glad that you shared that. And I hope that our listeners will be connecting with you soon. As we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familias for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you subscribe to the podcast and left us a review. And when you're ready for the next amazing book adventure, we'd be honored if you choose a book from Familias. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. 